Thanks for choosing from Friend to Weeb. Today's episode may contain spoilers, adult content, and adult language, so viewer discretion is advised. Well, on to the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to From Friend to Weeb. I am your host, Thomas Bowman, and today I have another amazing guest with me, the one and only Billy the Game Goat. How you hey, doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's going to be awesome. Oh, glad to have you. Glad to have you on board. So, I mean, obviously I have to ask, what is your experience with anime? So, um, I am a 90s kid. So, okay. I got the pleasure of growing up with the lovely four kids dubs um, oh. of a lot of popular anime. Um, was really big into Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. Um which, you know, with recent news on the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, but that was one of my first, and it got me into the card game and all that stuff. Um, but I would say my journey with anime really started uh, when I was in high school. So right. part of that was just, you know, whatever came up on TV or, you know. So most of us 90 awake. kids watching <laughs> yeah, the know. four kids dubs with Sanji having a lollipop. <laughs> yes. So, so, so just a quick aside. I'm watching through One Piece right now. I'm about Good 80 choice. episodes in. And I just, I'm always like, man, I cannot believe how much stuff, like how many episodes four kids just like left out. <laughs> so like, is this like your first run through of One Piece or have you seen? Yes, this, this is the first run through. I have a bunch of friends that, that have been talking it up and down. And what got me was the, you know, have you ever been laying in bed and trying to decide what to watch? You will never have that problem if you watch One Piece. Exactly. So what? What uh, I have to know because yeah, One Piece is my favorite anime. Okay. Um, it was one, and you know I watched it in the nineties. You know, just the four kids dubs. And uh-huh. I come from a split family, divorced family, so I would catch it like on the week every other weekend here and there. So I missed so much of it, but I was always interested in it because I've always liked the idea of pirates. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a kid. Who doesn't like pirates as a kid? Right. And so, and I, I've always liked anime, but I always just sort of ignored it because, you know, I was already an obnoxious kid. I didn't want to be the obnoxious kid <laughs> that did the Naruto run down the hallways. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was just, they couldn't quite commit to the extra layer. Yeah, so I, I skipped yeah. anime until oh, probably about seven years ago. Oh, man. And then... The first show I found, I binged One Piece. I, I binged most of it, and then I yeah. quit and started watching some other stuff. And I, I'm now I'm caught up. I've caught up on the manga, the the sub, and I'm now currently going through the dub again, just because. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, I love yeah. I love talking about One Piece. Um, but that's not what we're here for today. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a whole another podcast idea, I think. Yeah, for sure. um so uh i mean what what type of anime are you into so a lot of it kind of comes so the first couple anime i watched um the first one i fully watched was full metal alchemist um the original series um because my dad was actually starting to watch anime uh so we kind of dug into it together um so we watched that and then brotherhood and then the movie um and then i started watching uh, my friends all showed me uh, Code Geass, um, which to this day is my favorite anime, um, although some might be overtaking here soon. Uh, 
a lot but, of good anime has come up here recently. That is for real. Uh, it's it's kind of nuts, honestly. Oh yeah. Um, but I'd say I'm really into. Uh, I, I'm really big into like some of the fantasy uh, stuff. So like Inuyasha, uh, Dragon Quest, uh, Die Nodaibukun, um, anything kind of like that. I also kind of like some of the sci-fi stuff again, like Code Geass, uh, Guilty Crown. Uh, where there's kind of like this intrigue going on. Um, so, but I, I'm not like turned off by many genres of anime. Uh, I'd say there's only like a couple specific ones that I'm not as into. Um, but yeah, so if there's like a some well-written characters and like a halfway decent plot, you can pretty much get me into it. Nice. That's that's a good good perspective to have when it comes to anime. Yeah, because I mean, if you limit yourself to a one single genre, you're going to be missing out on a lot. Yeah, that's sure. But the issue I've been having since I've recently just got heavy into anime, like there's just so many shows I've been wanting to watch and trying to watch. And there's so much stuff coming out and all the new stuff coming out that looks so appealing and all the old stuff that I want to rewatch. And there's just you can't limit yourself in anime. I feel. yeah. And like, too, I've um. I'm a big fan of like the '90s anime art style. Mm, yes. Um, so like I'll kind of like watch like a newer one, and then I'll go and watch like a '90s one. Um, you know, just to kind of like it's like a palate cleanser for me. Like I watched uh, Outlaw Star not too long ago. Um, in between a couple shows, so okay. Um, just some just some good action, and I've been meaning to re rewatch Cowboy Bebop for Ooh, kind of the that's another. I, I that's still on my list to go rewatch as well. Uh, I've been, it's like, man, I, I remember so much of it, but I also feel like I'm forgetting so much of it. Yeah. All right. Um, so then, you know what, uh, isekais are, right? That, that genre? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what I'm going to have you watch is an isekai. I was stuck between this show and the Persona 4 anime. And yeah, <laughs> I didn't pick the Persona 4 because I still haven't beat persona 4 i i know i know this is old news i i attempted streaming it and i just got it, caught up with so other long. things it's so long like I, I i tried to do the same thing um but it's a i mean i think my first playthrough of my own was like 80 hours or oh, something wow. crazy so yeah so but, I just, yeah i haven't beat it and so like i would feel bad if i started watching the anime because i would probably then finish it and then never beat the game and I do want to play the game. So, I picked for you ReZero, Starting Life in Another World. Have you heard of that anime? So this is one that I have seen kind of crop up on a lot of lists, like anime lists or just scrolling through Crunchyroll. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm actually pretty excited to have like an excuse almost to go just like go watch it. So I know very little of the actual story. I did do like a cursory kind of um, like I went to Crunchyroll and just read the description and all that. So I did know this was an isekai, um, but that's about as far as it goes with this. one. So the way I stumbled upon this, uh, I was looking for fairy to the creator of fairy tale made another anime where it's essentially the fairy tale characters, but like in space. Oh, okay. That's called Eden's Zero. Well, the only thing I could remember, because I saw it on, like, on a Facebook article, 
And I was like, oh, I need to remember that and find it. The only thing I could remember was zero. And when I searched it, I found re-zero. And I was watching it, I'm like, well, I'm interested, but this is not what I was looking for. I then binged the two seasons, so... <laughs> um, yeah. So essentially, yeah, re-zero is... Uh, it, it's originated from a light novel series. And a funny thing, uh, they churned the first three arcs into a manga series. One of them, the second one, was published by Square Enix. <laughs> that's super which rad. I didn't know they did manga, so that was, that's, that was interesting to learn uh, reading yeah. up on this. But yeah, it's this isekai. Essentially, we got uh, our boy Subaru. I, yeah, what's his name? <laughs> it's Subaru something. Uh, I've I, got to hear that I, it's I not Subaru. Yeah, yeah. And he, on his way back from a you know convenience store, gets sucked into another world. Where he, of course, is like, oh, I'm in an isekai. I'm going to get awesome powers. And he really doesn't. He gets... Uh, himself beat up and saved a few times and we do eventually find out a power he does have i don't know if the crunchy roll description ruins that for you or not but it does not say all right good he he does end up having a power and it's very interesting power and the way they play the show is very interesting um how do you feel about the anime tropes that appear in every anime so I've got a few that like there's a lot of them that I'm okay with. Um you know the uh you know extensive battle scenes or um you know just the kind of making fun of the old 80s anime tropes or like the you know a guy has his eyes closed you know stuff's about to go down when they open. All that stuff's kind of cool with me. Okay. Um I will say I I do I understand. <laughs> I'll, I'll live through it if it's there. But some of the the fan servicey things that they that have creeped around from eighties nineties anime, um, not my favorite, but I can deal. Sort of thing. It there is. I I don't like. I mean, of course, there is the waifus in the show. Um, yeah, it's not really fan service based. It has its moments because it's anime. Right. That, and, that's kind of the thing. It's like, <laughs> I, I can deal with it. Uh, <laughs> you know, so long as we're not getting into, like, classic Dragon Ball issues. I mean, <laughs> the main character is a perv type deal. Um, yeah. Because, of course, that's what they have to be. But it's not, like, super bad where, you know, I've, I've seen way worse. And it's, I don't really think it's that bad, honestly. Yeah, good just, deal. Just, you know, the very weird human physics of women. That right. anime does. Yeah. Um, of course, our main character, like I said, he, he's an, a, a normal person who knows about anime and gets thrown into this fantasy world thinking, okay, I am the star of an anime, essentially. So he has this sort of, I'm the hero attitude. Right. It, it's one of those things... It gets sort of annoying, and you're sort of just like, eh. But he gets, he gets better. He has some good character growth throughout the seasons, which is always huh. good to see. Right. So I, I guess then, is this anime 
designed to make fun of other isekais or is that just it has it or... in there okay it, it's but... i don't think its whole thing is to make fun of all of it but it has sort of that little bit of that in there it's it's not like some of your other ones that are strictly made to just dig on isekais right but it's just kind of like a little bit of self-referential yeah kind of quirks here and there yep cool that'll be interesting all right, so um, I mean, I've I've given you limited knowledge on the show because I don't want to ruin too much, right? Um, because I I like to give enough of an explanation of like what's going on to get an idea of, you know, to give you an idea of what might happen, and so you can yeah. make an opinion. But it's some of these shows are hard because I don't want to ruin too much, right? So the first episode we do have the main character run into uh, a lady and she's looking for something. So he's trying to help her find this amulet or a uh, uh, pendant or whatever. And they go on this little adventure and, you know, a lot of stuff happens and he's here thinking this is going to be his, like, magical girl waifu. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go too much after that because I don't want to, like I said, I'm not trying to ruin anything. So yeah, for sure. With the limited, unfortunate, limited description I'm able to give you, like, what are your like thoughts of like what might happen in the show? So based on what you've told me, uh, so the main character, you know, is like, okay, sweet, I am the main character. So he's gonna get, as you said, some power. Um, and my guess is that's gonna be tied to uh, this girl character in some way, the one that he meets. So my guess is either the girl is actually evil, uh, and that's the whole thing, or the pendant causes her to disappear in some way, and then the main character goes on this adventure to go save her. Hmm, that's, um, kind that's of my two. Yeah, and it it could be kind of a double thing. Um, either she disappears or she leaves. Uh, because she's trying to get to the real world. Maybe she's also somebody who got sucked into the world. And so maybe it's a thing where she's also trying to get back. So I've, I've got a couple, like, without seeing anything, I've, you know, I've got those kind of like three main theories in my head um, on kind of what could be. Now, all of those I am willing to say are incorrect, <laughs> you know, <laughs> depending on... The, how the first episode kind of plays out because I think it's the step I think the way the first episode ends might solidify a little bit better what oh yeah I might be thinking ahead it definitely does um now this is one of those shows where the first episode is actually like two episodes squished into one yeah I'm seeing that that the first so I've got the Crunchyroll page pulled up on my side I'm seeing that the first episode is 49 minutes and yep. the next are 24, which is actually kind of cool. I'm kind of into that. Yeah, and I think it's it was really, I think it was a smart choice. Because, uh, you know, it it would have left it on a weird spot if they did it, like, at the halfway point. So, I feel like it was a smart move on this anime to do, essentially, two episodes into one. Um, Okay, what do you think his power is going to be? Ooh. Like, his whatever ability or power he may have now in this fantasy world? Um, that's a good question, because I don't know that I have a specific answer, but I'm going to guess that it's going to start off 
is it something that's going to start off pretty mundane and then grow as the show progresses? So I'm going to go on a limb and say it's some sort of detection power, whether it be like rips in energy that are causing people to be transported to this world or um, he can like detect uh, like magical influences. And, you know, as the show goes on, he can kind of fine tune it, maybe. Um, on the flip side of that, I could easily see it being like some mini Kamehameha blast. <laughs> All like, right. and then it just gets stronger as the show goes on uh, to kind of play on that trope. Maybe something similar to like Inuyasha or I mean, any of those shows where there's just one attack that keeps getting stronger. So, <laughs> hmm. uh, but my guess is it'll be something totally mundane to start and he's going to be disappointed um, until other people can kind of show him <laughs> how it works. I think you're going to be very surprised and it's going to bring very good talking points into the second part of the show. Awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm looking say. forward to it. Uh, okay. Um, I have one more question for you, but before I ask that, is there anything else you want to uh, bring up or any, any other opinions or thoughts in your head before uh, we move on to watching the show? Um, I'll just say that I'm I'm really interested. So I don't know when this show came out. Uh, um, I think it was 2016. Really? Okay. April 4th of 2016. Um, like I said, it was a book beforehand, a, a light novel mm-hmm. series, and it had some it had like a few OVAs first. Gotcha. And then they turned into the anime series. Um, and they have like the second one out, and I think they're getting ready soon for the third season. Let me see. Oh, cool. Well, all I was going to say on that uh, was just from the, the screen caps, I'm really excited to kind of see what the animation looks like. Um, the pictures themselves look really nice, um, really well kind of defined characters. Um, so I'm pretty stoked to see kind of the depth of the animation here uh, and kind of okay. see. Yeah, just kind of go with that. And as a music person, um, I don't know if you know this, actually, I'm a, I'm a music teacher. I so think any... I've caught it between some of your podcasts. Uh, <laughs> you're brought up. So yeah. yeah. So like um, as a writer and music teacher, I, I really like to really hone in on some of these cues the soundtrack's giving us. So I, just in general, I'm really excited um, to kind of see what I can pick up from that. All right. Um. So there, there's been no confirmation on season three yet, though I think they have enough stuff to go off of so gotcha. hopefully they do in my I, I hope they do um all right so last question i need to ask you do you prefer yeah. sub or dub so i've gone back this is a i was really prepared for this question right. um so i've gone back and forth on this um in recent times uh part of my thing with dub is i think it's important for accessibility and it shows that the show is wide-reaching enough to almost earn itself a dub, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Um, and as for a long time, I've always been, well, the dub is a translation anyway, same as the sub, mm-hmm. for the most part. Like, everyone always talks about original intent, and there is something to be said with that. Um, but I also feel that a well-performed dub is just as good as a sub, in my oh, opinion. Definitely, definitely. Um, but I will say, as for the sub, the the points it has going for it, one, it's if you watch sub, you're going to get to watch the new stuff sooner. That's just yep, how that's, that's going to work. And there's points for that. 
But also, a lot of those subs are working with the original producers uh, who are producing the anime as a whole. Maybe not the writers, necessarily. Because, uh, I mean, we've seen many books to movies that have their issues, and manga to anime is no different. Yeah, no, that's... But there's... at least, <laughs> as far as the whole production of the show, there is something to be said about watching the sub. Uh, so, long... Short answer to a long uh, response is that they're both valid in my eyes. Um, it's just something that with the dub, you do have to be a little bit more wary. Not all of them are winners. That is that is true. Um, you know, and the the later you go back in anime, 80s and 90s, oh. you're really going <laughs> to find some losers of dubs or like hidden gems of hilarious dubs. Definitely. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at, like, I prefer the sub because I feel there's more emotion in it because it's more natural to mm. the show. The dubs can be great, and I, you know, no, normally when I watch anime, if I'm watching the sub, I'm on the treadmill because it helps me keep focus. Yeah. If I'm doing the dub, I got something else going on, and I've already seen the anime. Oh, absolutely. That's that's how I do these shows. So sub is the first time I've watched it, and I'm paying attention, and I feel like you know with the sub you get a lot more character in it it, it feels mm -hmm. more real where the dub it's still great the dub actors props to them they do a good job most of them and yeah. you know it's just something i can put on in the background to a show i've seen and i enjoy and i can just enjoy it while i'm doing other things yeah i will say as well kind of with the the sub dub thing is uh, i will say part of the sub benefit is that the sub is not trying to match up with the lip syncing of the mouse oh that too um there's like a there's like an era in anime and I am not well versed enough to tell you where that is. But like in the 80s and 90s, they didn't really care. So they just kind of said what works and yep. the lip syncing didn't matter. And that always drove me nuts. Right. And then we kind of got this spot in like the early 2000s, maybe even close into, you know, 2010 before it gets really popular here in the US, where they kind of try like one way or the other, either lip syncing really works or the dialogue's really good yeah. um and with a couple of them doing both but now because anime is so popular here in the u.s and across the world um we really find like a a really nice like modern anime i think has some of the best dubs yeah, um yeah. i think oh, demon yeah. slayer for example is a great pretty great dub nothing you can mm. do about zenitsu makes them any better <laughs> no so, definitely not it doesn't matter if he's in English or Japanese, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So that's just something to keep in mind, too, like as, as we're watching these shows. But 2016, I would imagine the dub's probably not too bad. It's actually pretty solid, in my opinion. Um, but that being said, I'll probably watch the sub. I've, I've been watching a lot of subbed anime recently uh, because all the new shows like Dragon Quest and Spy Family. Oh, so yep. um, I'll, I'll probably end up watching the sub. For this, I might watch it. I uh, rewatch an episode or two in dub just uh, for talking points. But all right, and uh, I mean, yeah, it's sub dub. It's the big debate. I think they're both fine. But um, so we'll for sure watch episode one and two since episode one is sort of like two episodes squished together. When it oh. comes down to going to like episode three or or more, I'll let you decide on that. If you want to go to the third episode or if you want to consider episode one as two since it's so long. Um, I, I'm down to go like a few episodes. Let, let's plan on episodes one, two, and three. Okay. 
And then if I, you know, who knows, I might end up really enjoying it and going ham. All right, that sounds great. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and watch the show. Welcome to the recommendations section. Yes, today I'm recommending something a little different. If you are into the outdoors, uh, fishing, metal detecting, trapping, and other amazing wonders like that, Go check out my buddy LT Outdoors on YouTube. That's capital L, capital T, Outdoors. He explores the great North Michigan, or, well, the northern... He, he, he's, he's in Michigan, and he does cool stuff with uh, fishing and metal detecting and foraging and all this other really great outdoorsy stuff. So if you're interested in stuff like that, go check him out. Tell him Dirty sent you. Well, or you can just say Thomas. He probably knows me by Thomas. Um, but, yeah... Anyways, enough of this rambling on. Let's get back into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching three episodes. Well, you could potentially say four if you count the first episode as two, since it's pretty long. But three episodes of ReZero and Billy the Game Goat. Man, how are you feeling after watching these episodes? So... After our discussion last time, you know, it, it's kind of cool when you are, like, prepped for a show, and then you, like, talk about, you know, kind of the tropes and stuff to kind of look for, or, like, just enough about the show before you dig into it. So I was really, like, going into this with some sort of, like, kind of critical eye. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I gotta say, I've, I've got some grievances, but overall, I'm really impressed with what the show has done so far. Okay, I like that. Uh, like that sounds promising. Yeah. Um. So what what I did was I actually watched each episode and then I took notes on each episode <laughs> as as I went. Uh, that's that's a good way to do it. <laughs> highlight some things that I liked and then kind of highlight some of the the grievances I had. Some of which were fixed by the next episode. Um. But uh, I don't know if that's how you want to go through that. If there's some other, uh, we can. I I sort of let it go by the guest um normally okay. I like to go through the episodes uh some of the ways we've done it is just go through the whole episodes we watched just like run through it real quick like this is what happened and then talk yeah. about stuff there afterwards or we could go episode by episode talk about it and then just discuss the episode so however you feel like doing it cool well let's let's start by talking about the first episode okay um, and then however it divulges is how it goes all right so episode I, I think one yeah, so I think the opening is probably the most important part of these first three episodes um, as far as setting up what's going to happen the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, so right away, uh, I was surprised with the scene. I, I liked the intro with him uh, where he's on the ground and you pan over and he's talking to some someone and he's saying that he's going to save them. And this kind of back and forth between that and him like looking at the manga in the convenience store um, and all of that. I, I liked this kind of back and forth to kind of set the stage for the show. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very interesting way to start it. That's for sure. Yeah, and, and that's kind of... It's not super common with these isekai shows, but, like, it's a trope, you know, where you're, like... Or, like, anime in general. They kind of like to do this, like, super dramatic versus the, like, real world what's going on. Mm -hmm. um but i i you know it 
it they do it a lot because it works right yeah of course if it didn't work it wouldn't happen right um i don't know if it's intentional or not but the fact that the main character's name is natsuki subaru and there's so many shows about getting hit by a car and being <laughs> transferred to another world yes train um, train coon yeah, I don't know if that's intentional or not, but I thought that was pretty great. Yeah, um, I'm not sure, but it is hilarious to think of it like that. Because yeah, yeah, it's a lot definitely of, what popped in my head. <laughs> a lot of these isekais is somebody getting hit by a train, a bus, a car, or something. Yeah. Um, now, what's interesting about this is while we've made that comparison, um, he just kind of ends up in this other world um, mm. as of now. He literally, like blinks and he's in this new world yeah. uh which is interesting because then there's implication there of well how did that happen uh right. which has not been mentioned yet as it, of these episodes so. he was yeah he was at the little convenience store picking up some groceries it looked like then uh next thing you know bam he's in this weird new world and he's just like wow i've been isekai'd sweet where's my powers right <laughs> And so, so far, I, the self-aware about Isekai's thing has been both fun, but also kind of grating, like, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, in, like, in, like, the very first time he tried to use magic because he thought he was going to have powers, I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's pretty good. Um, yes. But then by, like, the end of the episode, I was like, okay, <laughs> like, you don't have Fireball, right? Right. Or, like... You know, he's still got the protagonist energy. Um, despite actually being the protagonist, but not being the isekai protagonist, you know, at least as far as the show goes right now. Yeah. Um, See, it's interesting. He starts in and, uh, and he starts, he's talking with a fruit, a fruit vendor and he's yeah. trying to buy some fruit, but he has no money and the dude shoes him off. And then he ends up going down an alleyway where he's, Getting ready to get mugged by a couple guys. Yeah. And he's trying to fight, I think, or I know one point, yeah. <laughs> and Yeah, he was like, I'm the protagonist, this is gonna like get me my powers uh with the thrill of battle, and then he gets the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> yep. And like Yeah. The girl comes and saves him, and he's just like, Oh, this is the magic girl who's well, first it was uh, the thief girl. Oh. We later find out whose name is Felt. Yeah, you know uh, what? And I... this this part killed me. Like, this was like the perfect bit for the self-aware isekai thing where he's like, oh, she's the cute girl who called me and she's going to save me. And just like every good thief is like, nah, you're not worth it. <laughs> and bolts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't believe I forgot. Yes, Felt is brought up right there but yeah he gets beat up and then after that then uh tella uh, yeah the uh how she introduced herself to satella right comes in and saves her with uh her magical companion puck Mm -hmm. and which i think is a great um don't know if that's just a translation choice or if that's a what they actually you know choose to or i guess they called them puck like in words mm-hmm. um when you're thinking about uh like shakespeare stories puck is kind of the mischievous fairy mm-hmm. uh Ooh, good which we've kind of seen little callback i like that yeah it, it, well, it, we've gotten a little bit of it not so much in like the playing tricks but more in the kind of goofy way yeah um we've kind of seen 
we'll kind of get into it a little bit later. But um, yeah, she comes in and she almost does the same thing Felt does, um, which I thought was great. <laughs> I thought she was also going to straight up leave uh, <laughs> and just let him get the crap kicked she out of him. She almost did. She, I think she's she is considering it, but uh, yeah, she... but then she decided to help um, and kind of make sure that he. Uh, the Subaru kind of gets back up on his feet uh, and he kind of agrees to help her out uh, in return also because he's convinced that she's the love interest in this isekai. <laughs> ah, yes, but the, of course there was a little bit of back and forth of, oh no, I don't need your help. Right. And he's like, well, fine, I do it because I want to. <laughs> yeah, where he kind of like... <laughs> he goes so back and forth on like oh, man, I'm not what I think I am, and then immediately flipping into, well, maybe I am. <laughs> yep. It's interesting for sure. But then they go around, do some little stuff. They save, uh, or they, they find the, a little girl, and they save her and take her back to, who end up being the fruit vendor's daughter. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was fun. And then they end up essentially going on a mission to find the insignia, that uh, was stolen from Satella. Yeah. And um, then... <clears throat> yeah, so shortly after that fruit scene, uh, there's a really great scene where they're on the bridge talking Ooh, before yes. they go to the uh, area where Felt is seen. Uh, the loot house. Yeah, um, but Satella's talking about... She introduces herself as Satella, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and she mentions being a half-elf. Um, which felt very uh, poignant in this moment, um, unknown to Subaru and, at this point, us, as to why that would be. Yeah. Um, but she definitely felt upset about being a half-elf. Um, so I'm interested in more about that later. But um, So we kind of get this like first bit of seriousness in the show um, between these two characters here. Oh, which is kind of yep. neat. We also learn a little bit about uh, the magic here, at least with the summoning type magic. Because <clears throat> right. Puck yeah. is, cannot be used at nighttime. Right, 9 to 5, like an yep. office worker. <laughs> yep, he's a 9 to 5 worker. So at night, he his powers are pretty much useless. And yeah. it, they, you know, she explains that. And uh, then she does that thing where she's asking the spirits. Because I think she uses spirit magic. Where she's like yeah. communicating with the spirits. You have that nice little moment on the bridge where all the spirits start glowing and yeah. Yada so yada. right, right with this too. Um, as Subaru is kind of going into the crystal, I noted that it seems like Puck can tell that Subaru has experienced love at first sight. Um, <laughs> and she makes or and uh, Puck makes some comment towards Satella about how she really knows how to pick them. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a hint there um, as to maybe some future feelings or some initial feelings on this uh, in this encounter. Oh, I don't want to ruin it, but <laughs> they have a very interesting dynamic. We'll, we'll put it yeah. like that. I, I'm um, excited. We'll get into some of my theories kind of later. Um, yeah, yeah. But just kind of like this first it really seems like they're trying to nail down some of these tropes right away um, so they can do stuff with it later. Uh, yeah, um, that... 
but yeah, I thought this moment of the uh, the spirit communication was really cool. Um, it's also how in the sub, this is how the episode ends. Um, with uh, this moment where Subaru is watching um, Satella do this like ritual with the, the lesser spirits to talk to them. And it, for me, I don't know if you've ever played Final Fantasy X, mm-hmm. uh, but it reminds me of the scene early in the game when Yuna's doing her sending ceremony. Um, and he's like, I don't really get it, but she's really pretty when she does this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so yeah, just you, kind of this mystery around her. Yeah, so you watched the dub and it split it on what you watched. So that was the end of technically part one of episode one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, the episode, the name of the episode is The End of the Beginning and the Beginning of the End. <clears throat> That's a very interesting, I think, uh, name there in general. It, it makes more sense as we get to part two of episode one. Mm-hmm. I Definitely think they does. use the same name in the sub. Yeah. And so they end up going to the loot house and they head inside and they see, well, some dead people. Yeah. So again, as, as so as you know, you click off episode one in the sub and you move to episode two uh, and it has, you know, both of them walking through the slums and kind of talking about like, a little bit about the slums, but then we get this really great moment of them kind of seeming to start to get along, yeah. uh, which makes this switch to the loot house all that more gruesome. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. <laughs> like, yeah. they didn't hold back. Like, normally some stuff like this, it's like, it's not so right away. Right. But here it is. You know, depending on how you watch it, the first mm-hmm. or technically the second episode, you're a few minutes in and yeah. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they walk in, they see the big guy first. Yeah. And whose do. name is Rom. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, someone that big? Like, <laughs> who could have right. done that? Yeah. And then immediately we're greeted with a callback to the very first scene of the show. Um, which I don't know if it's actually, but it's definitely a reference um, mm. at the very least. So I thought that was interesting that they immediately brought that back, um, you know, 30 minutes later. Yeah, <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, you know, yeah. And then, uh, But yeah, then he gets uh, sliced open. Yep. Uh, and he kind of goes through his thing and then he wakes up at the fruit shop again. Right? And so now you're introduced to his magical power. That yeah. he, he doesn't notice it. He, he doesn't realize that this is his power. Right. And he's just like, huh? Okay. And he's talking to the guy. I was like, yeah, I talked to you already. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. It, so this whole, like, section is really interesting. Um... So one, I just want to point out that I was I I remember I don't remember exactly what I said in the first half of this episode, but I know for sure that I was not right <laughs> when you asked me to guess his power. You know, you were <laughs> off by quite a bit. You're I think you were saying something of like, OK, so for the audience, this has been a couple weeks since we recorded the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And you'll, you'll hear it in the first part, but whatever whatever he said, I don't remember. I, it was something definitely, I think it was, it was more like magic, like fire or yeah, something I know in that general area. Combat oriented. Mm. Um, so I, it happened and I was like, dang it. <laughs> I know I'm not even close. And so he's just like, huh? Okay. That's weird. Uh, Let me uh, run back to the alley. And there he is. There's the same three people. But this time, yeah. but this time, he puts some moves in. Yeah, he like, uh, it, it's interesting because I don't think he got attacked at all the first. I mean, he did get attacked the first time because he's getting the crap beat out of him. Mm. Uh, but I don't remember it being the same way. But he was able to like anticipate the moves of them. Uh, and yeah, he showed that he does have some strength um, to him in some regard. Yeah, I think he mentioned he did some uh, exercising. He said it's something that he just swings a wooden sword around because he's bored at home. Yeah, you know, the typical anime kid stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because he, like, I know he, like, punches one of them and he, like, knees the small one into the wall. <laughs> yes. And then he, like, I think he kicks the big dude in the balls and yeah. then just leaves. Yeah, and he's deciding, well, I'm going to go and get that Exynia. Yeah. So... He runs out there to uh, the loot house where he's met with Rom and they start talking. Right. So what's what's interesting to me about this, and it's just a little nitpick, um, but it's interesting to me that that took less time than the first time he went through. Um, because we didn't see Felt at all this time. Because uh, mm -hmm. we know that she runs through the alleyway, that same alleyway after she grabs the insignia, but we didn't see her this time. Uh, you know, didn't see her walk by, nothing, um, as he was doing that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, um, it poses a question, was he at the fruit vendor less time, and it was just that quicker, or did he stay a little long? Like, something happened, or they just sort right. of skipped over it completely and didn't even think about it. Yeah, it's possible that, in my mind, those thugs were just hanging out there and it just they were going to show up as soon as he walked in anyway uh and so maybe you're right he spent less time at the fruit vendor but um i was kind of hoping he would see her again and try to stop her right then but yeah. what we got was fine uh because yeah like you said they go to the loot house um and he's trying to like pawn off his cell phone Yes. Yeah, so uh, how do you like yeah. his cell phone? A good old flip phone. I thought that was great. Uh, <laughs> it's always funny. I, I think anime just loves flip phones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or Japan just loves flip phones. I don't know if they still use flip phones in Japan. It does make me wonder. Um, or if it's just a fun little callback because it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, as far as like animation goes and stuff like that. But I actually thought this was a really cool way to introduce the fact that there is like non Hey, sorry to interrupt, but we had a bit of an audio hiccup here. Uh, we lost a couple minutes of audio. Luckily, it was only about two minutes or so. And so quickly, what we discussed here that we missed was uh, the fact that uh, Subaru was negotiating with Rom and uh, Felt about the the cell phone, the meta. And uh, with Subaru being sort of iffy, she decided to wait. So 
that's all you missed, and let's get back into it. Well, I've got this other client that wants this insignia, so you're going to have to set up a, a, uh, a meeting to make this happen. Yeah. Uh, which is... I thought that was interesting, because then we get just kind of view of these characters. Uh, we see Felt in a different light. We can see uh, Rome in a different light, obviously because he's alive this go-around. Mm -hmm. But we get some, like, good characterization Ladies from these characters uh, in this moment. After... Uh, and then, yeah, Elsa, we know the, the woman is named Elsa, um, the, the client. Um, or sh She's a client of a client. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, to get the insignia. Uh, and obviously there's some sort of... There's some sort of power struggle going on about this insignia between her, Elsa's client, and Elsa. Um, and we get some more hints at that later. Uh, yeah. But then it doesn't go her way because the cell phone is a cell phone in fantasy time. And we see her pop off with a couple murders again. Yep. Um, Which they show quite a bit of gore. They they do, and I wasn't necessarily prepared. It wasn't bad enough to make me, like, grossed out or anything, but it was definitely more than I was anticipating uh, upon starting the show. Um, but, yeah. And then that episode ends... And we're back, or that episode ends with him being back in the same spot. And we get back, and he's, after being killed again, he comes back to life. Yeah. So, this is at, then, the... It's kind of in between, but it's he, it starts this way at the start of episode two, uh, or episode three, if you're watching the dub. Yeah. Uh, and we finally get the theme, the, like, actual intro music. Uh, which is great. It's a it's it's a bop. Oh, it is. It definitely is. Um, and so what the first thing I wrote on this episode was, I'm glad Subaru figured it out by round three. <laughs> right. If he just kept going, that would have been a big problem. Um, but yeah, but then <laughs> he immediately is like, oh, so I am the hero. <laughs> yes. I'm like Subaru. <laughs> Can you, like, just take a grasp of your situation for a second that is not so narcissistic? But I get it. That's what he that's that's kind of his thing. <laughs> but I'm like, come on, buddy. You just got stabbed. <laughs> I am the hero. Yeah. So but this time he does things differently. Yeah, um, he does. This is where it gets a little fun. Right, because this time he he goes straight for uh, Satella, right? Yes, he goes straight to find Estella, or yeah, Satella, and to try and help uh, figure it out. And she's yeah, just he... like, "Who are you?" Right. This is when he. I think this is truly the moment where it clicks. Um. Because like he has the realization before this, and then he just like sees her, and like it like it's like he forgot that he reset. <laughs> yes, um, and, uh, and he calls her, "Hey, Satella," and she's just like, 
what? Yeah, they call her, was it the Witch of Jealousy? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. So, so Tella uh, is the name of yeah the Jealous Witch. Yeah. And it's uh, something to do with, like, the half-elves and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's a very taboo thing. And everyone's just like, yeah, dude, you're, like, Yeah, yeah like, you messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone looked at him and was like, not cool, bro. What the heck? Um, yeah, and then I'm also, unfortunately for him, Felt is like, ah, yes, my window. Uh, and snags the insignia again. Yep. But this time... Sabiru's like, well, I'm gonna try and, uh, you know, try and chase Felt, and, uh, well, the hoodlums kill him this time. Right, he, like, yeah, I, I love the argument they get into, um. <laughs> Why are you guys just sitting in an alley? Right, uh, yeah, and then he's like, no, he walked into my blade, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um. So then that happens, he goes through again. Maybe that's slightly out of order. I don't quite remember the full order. Yeah, there is. It's It happens quite a bit, so it gets a little confusing. Yeah. Um, so then all that happens, uh, and then... Yeah, because then when he goes back again, the fourth time, uh, he screams for the guards. Yes. And um, that's where we oh, meet uh, Reinhard. Yeah. Also, bef- before that reset, he noticed that uh, the kid, the store owner's kid, was saved by a different broke kid. Mm-hmm. That was a cool little factoid. Yeah, that, that was interesting. So he was saved by someone else. And that's something that makes sense, huh? But yes, yeah, so this is where we meet Reinhard, who is, uh, he was an off-duty guard, not in suit. An armor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh... What'd you think about him? He's very much the anime cool boy. Um, yep. He's definitely the heartthrob of this universe, I feel like. Um, and we get to see more of him later. Um, but I do like that just right away, you know, the, uh... You know, the gang members are like, uh, you know what? I don't think I want to mess with this dude. <laughs> like, yeah. no matter how much the numbers, you know, are in our favor, we're just not messing with this guy. And dude's like, oh, three against one, that's why unfair. Yeah. But, uh, so instantly he's like, hey, if you see this chick in, like, this white costume or whatever, dress hey, or thing, yeah. tell her not to go to the loot house. And then he just instantly runs towards the root, or the, the, the loot house. Right. And uh, on the way, he has a chilling encounter. Yes. You, uh, he runs into, uh, her name is Elsa. Yeah. The chick yeah, who he has run- killed him three, two or three times already. I think it's just two, actually. Right, at this point. And <laughs> I love this interaction because he very much looks like he is like about to wet himself. Uh, yes. And I, I love the conversation, um, the the chilling conversation that Elsa has with him. And he's she's like, I know you're scared of me. There's some sort of hate. So that means you must know who I am. But lucky for you, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, so he, he got pretty lucky for uh, 
not dying right then and there. Yeah. Uh, again. <laughs> he then, um, uh, yeah, he runs into Felt. I think is he is he run to Felt's house first, or does he end up going to the loot house? I don't fully. Yeah, remember. he goes to the he goes to the house first because he asks around about where she is. Um, because he wants to. I think he was hoping that uh he could either snag it first, like she left it there and he could snag it, or meet with her before she goes to the loot house, knowing what happens at the loot house. Yeah, but she's not taking it, you know, she's like, well, we'll, we'll get it appraised by my guy, and we'll mm-hmm. uh, negotiate from there. And so they go to the loot house, and Rom, you know, confirms its value and everything, but she's still like, I'm not going to sell it without hearing this other person's offer. Well, Subaru's like, well, and she's going to offer you this, so blah blah yeah. blah and he's acting very suspicious, and so she's like, yeah, no, we're gonna wait. Yeah, I something that I put on here was, I'm waiting for Subaru to realize two things. One, that the when he resets and he changes his action, it changes the actions of those around him. Because mm-hmm. um, he has not quite grasped that yet. <laughs> um, other than, like, the the one goal of reset he's trying to do. Um, you know, he doesn't realize that, you know, by talking to Satella, he's now the reason that Felt takes whatever it is, you know, or, mm-hmm. um, by screaming for the guards, it alters everyone's schedule, basically. Yes. Uh, so I'm ready, f- I'm ready for him to figure that out. <laughs> it uh, is interesting, yes, and you'll experience some of this stuff in future episodes, if you continue watching. Yeah. And then the other thing I want him to realize is, uh, as as the show goes on, finding ways to better describe or better influence so- someone else without just saying, look, I've seen this before. It's going to happen this way. Uh, trying to find some better ways to like convince the people around him to do what he wants them to do, as opposed to just the, you got to trust me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that approach has not worked yet. <laughs> but so Subaru's here trying to convince her to get that insignia so he can leave before Elsa appears. And what do you know? There's a knock on the door. Yeah, and, and it's not Elsa. No. <laughs> With a uh, breath of Satella, heart, it is Satella, who someone, you know, Reinhardt saw her and told her not to come to the house. And well, she did anyways. Right. Um, and also, this was after they were talking about the insignia uh, and how it had something to do with magic. Um, the crystal inside had some magical property mm-hmm. um, as well. So we we knew this insignia was important, but we got just a little bit more about it. Uh, and then the fact that Elsa presumably was told not to come here was then like, oh, that's got to be where my insignia is. Yeah. And it actually has a little more importance than what they show you here, but I won't get into that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then they have this conversation uh, where Subaru is caught in the middle uh, between uh, Satella thinking that Subaru helped Felt steal the insignia, and Felt is like, I can't believe you brought Satella here uh, and set me up. Uh, and... We did get this cool moment 
uh, where while they're arguing, uh, he catches wind and yells at Puck to shield Satella as Elsa's coming in for a strike from the back. Yeah, and then we get to see some awesome uh, Satella and Puck combination there, some teamwork there, and they're uh, they're duking it out with their little ice magic. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Um, so in a lot of media, magic and the the way it manifests is important to the character itself. Mm-hmm. So I do like that um, Tatella's is ice. Uh, and the name that she gave uh, Subaru the first time was about a jealous witch. And so ice kind of matches that that tone. Yeah, uh, which is very interesting. But unfortunately, time runs out for Puck. Yeah, and he has to go back to the mana crystal. And uh, yeah, so now you got Rom trying to fight off the chick by herself. Felt is ordered to flee, so she leaves. And it's it's looking like a very very bad loss here for the team yeah i i do think it's interesting that in the not the previous reset but the reset before where they were actually in the loot house before mm-hmm. um without satella being there that felt was absolutely never going to run um when rom was killed yeah. Um, she made that very clear that she couldn't possibly run. And then something changed in this reset that gave her the ability to run. Um, just yeah, an interesting know. thing going forward. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to realize that. It's like, yeah, she had the chance to run last time, but she didn't. But now she's seeing this ice magic user, Rom, Subaru, everyone just losing to this chick. And yeah, she sort and of that has like been- a. What do I do? What do I do? But then she ends up leaving. Yeah, that might be it. You know, that everyone is losing. And so she's trying to run off and find help. And that's why she kind of has that conviction. Um, but it does make you wonder, like, you know, obviously, you know, you've seen the show. But as for me, like the how flexible are people's personalities in this world? You know, as as some characters, um, you know, it's... I, I would I would have anticipated felt staying through that whole battle based on what happened two resets ago. Yeah. I mean, different things change and, uh, it's, you'll see a lot of personalities change, whether it's, you know, Subaru's influence or this or that. Uh, but it's not like, it's not weird. Like that one, Mm -hmm. most of them are more like, okay, you see it happening. Yeah. For the most part. So, um, but yeah, so losing battle, and then here comes Reinhardt, who felt uh, retrieved. Yeah, and he does he introduce himself as who he really is here? Uh yes, he's some heir to the of Master Swordsman. Yes, um, Reinhard I can't remember the title. Von Austria. Yes, Master, uh, Master Swordsman. And I I love the bit. Um, so he's like. Uh, or Elsa's like, why don't you use your blade and fight me? Uh, I'm a masochist. I'm fine with getting cut up. Yada yada. And <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, but my blade only lends itself sh- strength when the 
opponent calls for it. Yeah. It's um, basically calling her weak. Yeah, at, at least the sword is. We get the idea that it's some sort of like kind of like an Excalibur sort of thing or, you know, there's a lot of mythical blades out there that won't use their power unless it's needed. Um, but then we see him pick up just a random blade and pull off what he does. Uh, and we get to see how just how freaking strong he is. Yeah, and uh, he's using some techniques and stuff and uh, he uses a special technique and well, they think they killed her. Well, she survives. And this yeah, whole time, she like hides in the rubble. <laughs> this whole time, Satella is uh, healing Rom. But then yes. uh, she goes and try. Uh, Elsa goes to attack Satella, but then here we see Subaru with Rom's club mm-hmm. taking that hit. And uh, yeah, yeah. So and then, then we learn Satella's real name. Yeah, um, it's Amelia. Uh, Amelia. Yeah. Yep. So, to kind of pause a second, I so I loved this whole stretch of s- scenes. There was a lot of information that got put out that was really really cool. Um, the first being is we do get some more information about how magic works in this world, um, yes. because they brought up that Reinhard was conserving his energy. Um, because the mana needed to be in that area needed to be used for the healing spell on Rom before it was too late. Yes. Um, and now that we is know very interesting. I liked that little touch there. Yeah. So it's kind of like mana is this like ethereal presence and only there's only some control or like if you control it, you are taking it away from other people. So what I think will be interesting and probably later episodes is when what happens when two high mana use users uh, get into a fight, you know, or they, you know, that kind of thing will be really, really cool. But we did get that information there. Yeah. Uh, which is really neat. Um, the Subaru picking up the club was awesome. Uh, it gives us the. You know, he's. He's talked about, you know, he had a moment where he was like, yeah, I'll just die again and come back. And then he realized how much that hurt. <laughs> yeah. He didn't want to do it again. But then we do see him actually kind of fulfill some of his protagonist role. Um, and he knew which section she was going to go for because he's fought her before. <laughs> he's been killed by her quite a few times already. <laughs> right. Um, so that was super. That was super good. Um Overall, that that whole stretch put out a lot of information, like in a small stretch, uh, and it was really yeah. really cool. Oh yeah, they they did do quite a good about a, a amount of info dump right in this little small stretch. But so yeah, we have uh, <clears throat> Elsa disappearing, and you know you got Subaru like, oh yeah, you know she sliced through that whole thing. I'm fine. And then mm-hmm. oh, oh. And yeah, then, then it sh- then he got hit with an anime nosebleed, but the stomach, and he's crashed down. <laughs> yeah. Um. And you got you know, Amelia trying to heal him. Felt returns the insignia. Yeah, and you know Reinhardt's like, oh yeah, you know, well, I'm an off duty officer, so I can't do nothing. But very quickly changes his mind. And did you did you catch what happened? Yeah. So he. It felt like shows the insignia. Um, 
And she's like, hey, I'm sorry, I'll give this back. Uh, and that was when Reinhardt sees it and realizes what it is. And is like, I'm sorry, I have to go back on my word here. Um, I can't let you go with this. We got it. We have to know. Um, and he puts it asleep with some sort of sleep spell. Um, that Satella was like, or Amelia at this point is like, was that really necessary? And he's like, I didn't use that much. Don't worry. Um, which insinuates that he has a lot more strength than he's showing. Um, so you didn't catch the little tiny little detail. Okay. I don't think they really go over it as much, um, but see, when she shows that insignia, it's it's not just like, oh, hey, here's the insignia. It's 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 glowing a little bit. Oh, I didn't see that. <clears throat> I didn't really notice it either. But yeah, it, it is definitely something that happens, and so, so that's when he switches his thing. Like, yeah, no. Oh, I thought it was just he noticed what the insignia was because there was something when he. That does make a little bit more sense because then he said something that was a little bit cryptic at the end with Amelia and was like, well, whatever's happening is about to happen. So enjoy this restful night while you can, because it might be our last. Yep. Um, and I, what I thought at that time was that it just meant, you know, because Elsa ran off. Uh, so we know that she's going to tell her client that she didn't get the insignia. Um... And, you know, there's probably going to be some war, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, the city versus another empire or a small rebellion sort of thing. We we don't know that yet. Um, mm. But uh, that's that's an interesting little detail that, uh, yeah, I, I missed that. Yeah, and it'll come up uh, in a few episodes. So, yeah, but that's that's the end of the three episodes. And... So overall, you enjoyed it. You had a little bit of minor critiques here and there. Yeah, and most of the grievances were just personal taste. Um, and I, I think it's going to set itself up. I'm hoping it sets itself up for a better payoff later mm -hmm. um, with some of these grievances. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I really do like the show. I do intend to continue watching in between other shows. Mm -hmm. Um so I, I have a couple other little notes here that I had um, that I want to make sure I hit. Okay. So uh, I really like, I, I think Subaru has the potential to, I, to if he drops the hero act, but like actually becomes a hero by the end of this, I think that would be the best turnaround for him mm -hmm. um, as a character. And he's shown pieces of that. Uh, it's always when he's just trying to get to tell his attention. Uh, you know, how that be. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about the reset power. So, as of now, we know that his reset point is the, uh, the shop. You know, he yeah. wakes up back at the shop. Um, so, as the show goes on, I am curious about when his... I The words I used was autosave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? When does this autosave proc? I could see it being on a daily sort of thing. Or, just or you know, are we going to get... Uh, what you call it, a Groundhog's Day? <laughs> right. Or is we're, are we going to get 20 episodes in without him dying, and then, you know, he bites the dust 20 episodes in and has to go back? Um, you know, there's some interesting 
yeah kind of stuff there uh which i'm sure i'll get within a couple episodes but yeah um i i like that he hasn't forgot that he is human that's super good subaru that is um uh again the hero moment where he's like i'll just die and go back and then he was like wait a minute dying hearts (laughs) um I I I think there could be an interesting potentially love triangle going on between uh Satella, Felt and Subaru. Uh I'm not totally sold on that. I think Felt is pretty kind of strong on her own. Um but, you know, it's an anime about an isekai, who knows. Um yeah. I could see that. I think Felt's a great character. Um I always love thief characters in general, uh, and she kind of ticked all the boxes for me. She was a really uh, good thief character. Yeah, so I'm excited to see more because I know they're not going to let her out of the story that easily. Um, no. So I think she's in it for the long haul. Um, I haven't talked about it yet, but the animation in this show is super good. Um, we When we got to see some of the combat fight scene stuff, it really shined there. Oh, yeah. Um, one little critique that I had that just kind of took me out of it um, was in some of the background, some of the NPC background characters are like pseudo 3d like cell shaded yeah um it, it's just a weird choice and it was kind of distracting for me I, like i was kind of wish like because they're really well designed um but putting them in a totally different art style really kind of threw me for a loop um yeah, even always... when subaru like opens up the bar in episode one and he's with the like uh the lizard or like the dragonborn kind of people and they were all in that like 3d cell shaded yeah it, it can throw you off really well or pretty easily when you see that sort of difference of the art style i understand that completely yeah. now there's a bunch of other shows that do it too it's not a huge thing but it did kind of get me um a yeah. couple times and like pull me out of the scene because the scenes are really good they're really well animated they're really well drawn uh and they're well positioned but it was like, oh, that's different. I should look there. And it's just two people in the background talking. And I noticed it was mostly with different the different races that weren't humanoid. Yeah. Um, you know, or protagonists. <laughs> <laughs> Not main main people. Right. Yeah, it, it's like the a different version to spot the protagonist. <laughs> yeah, well, you just gotta look for the hair. Yeah. It's all about the hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I, I'm excited to see. I, I also noted that I hope to see more uses of the different races other than just being background. Uh, but you said that, you know, that does get kind of changed yeah. up as we go. There is some other characters being used and uh, very well, in my opinion, later on. Um, one thing I want to note: a couple things, actually, uh, the cell phone becomes yeah. very useful in the future. Surprisingly. Yeah. yeah very so very was... helpful. I was the thing I was curious about uh, is whether or not the cell phone would retain its state between resets. Uh, so I'm curious to see how that because he didn't check it. Yeah, and I feel like that would have been important because they're talking about freezing time, you know, because he's talking about pictures. But I'm I'm curious if that's more there's more truth to that than the show is letting on. Yeah. Um, his power. See, it's one of those things. It gets to him eventually. I mean, you gotta imagine he's died what four, three, four, three, four times already. Yeah. 
it ends up really they do a really good job at showing how it can affect his mental state they do a very wonderful job with that i think that's that's awesome i'm really excited about that because this beginning part is him like yeah it's kind of like the the spider-man complex right now right like he got his powers and he was like oh i can't like die that's pretty sick like i can't wait to like do a bunch of dumb stuff and die and not actually die and then we see again we see a little bit of it where he's like oh wait this actually kind of sucks yeah um i get to try again with some things but then (laughs) i end up making a lot of things worse so i'm that's that's gonna be a lot for him to figure out how to like make good use of. Yeah, they do some really good stuff, and like the effects of him knowing all this stuff that he can't or you know people don't believe that he says that he's already witnessed, mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and they 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 do it really well. Like, I don't want to ruin it because it is done so well and it's so good how they portray the fact that you know he knows all this stuff that these people don't he you know he's seen all this stuff and he's got this power that says he keeps witnessing these events and that so they do some really good stuff with it uh and it leads to great character growth within subaru there's going to be a point where you're just like subaru you are the worst but then you're like oh wow he found himself yeah. Okay. I mean, he's still, he'll still have that little bit of a, you know, the hero complex. But Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it, it takes a while, and you're, you're going to have to bear with it. But he has some great character growth with the effects of this ability. Yeah. I, I, I could imagine, you know, what's cool is whenever you get into stuff like time travel or this kind of reset, it's that's what makes this type of story so interesting is it's it has less to do about what goes on but more what it does to the characters who can do it mm-hmm. um and the decisions they make you know in that process um which again unfortunately for him he has to die to reset um so that puts an extra mental stress on it you know he doesn't just click a button yeah. and back he goes like he has to experience death to do that and not just his death sometimes right like, I mean, he saw Rome die twice, Felt die twice. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw Satella die once. Um, you know, and that was in the first three episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, so- I- I'm excited to keep watching. This is one that I never would have watched on my own. So, oh, thanks I- for putting this in my in my uh, in my way. Yeah. Watch. Um. So one 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 well, a couple other things. One. Uh, there is a love triangle. It's not with who you think it is, though. Okay. It is. There's some characters you'll meet in the future. Um, but yeah, there there is definitely a love triangle, and it plays quite a big part in the show too. Not like in a romantic way, but in like a plot driving way. I think. Yeah. And it, it it's it's done like where it's not like uh, it's done pretty solidly. Um, it's no. The next thing, I mean. Where do you think the show's going? I mean, with what you've seen so far, these three episodes, we have quite a cliffhanger here with uh, Reinhardt taking Felt away. Uh, Subaru is, for all we know, dying again. Right. So, man, there's so much 
that could happen. Mm. Um, so we know that there's some sort of power struggle about to, to go down um, between whatever group wanted that insignia and Satella slash Amelia uh, and Reinhardt. Reinhardt was definitely kind of in... It looked like Reinhardt and Amelia had some sort of prior um, acquaintanceship. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how far that goes, but it seems like they're well aware of each other enough to be like, well, our side's about to be in trouble. Um, so I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of questioning of felt that Subaru feels like he's going to have to fix. Um, so I could see some kind of resetting to gather the right information to do that. I am excited for you to see what happens. Um, okay. <laughs> I sort of want to know like how far you have to get to. Um, but I think the overall plot of the show, um, I, I have this sneaking suspicion that this at least maybe, um, is with it's pulling Subaru into that world and he does have some sort of protagonist style mission that he has to accomplish uh and that's why he's allowed to reset uh when stuff goes wrong um he's got some sort of like fate driven something yeah um that's the and it's a little, yeah it's a little more into the sort of the uh not really into the magic but you sort of touch it yeah a little bit here late later on you're probably near the end of this season or something in that general area yeah um you have i think after these three episodes i don't know how they really classify it but i'll call like the first three episodes like the intro arc Mm -hmm. and then from episode four to twelve you have another little arc and then you get into like the big stuff yeah, and I think this first season ends at like twenty five episodes, and then there's another twenty five for season two, something like that. Yeah, I still have like I think two episodes of season two to watch, but yeah, yeah, I think they do really well. A lot of good stuff happens. A lot of, I mean, honestly, I'm at like season two, and there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm a little like eh with that. Yeah, but in general, I... I'm loving the idea of the show. I love the power. I love like what they do with his power and how he uses it and how it affects him and all the other little stories that go on so yeah you know like i said i've got my little grievances but most of them are either personal taste or just stuff that they're purposely doing to set up for later um and so yeah i I think there's a um a really great show here that is pulling from a lot of inspiration but is i feel like it's on like the edge of really diverging and doing something really, really, really cool with this. Um, yeah. I'm interested in fantasy stuff and time travel anyway. So it's kind of ticked a lot of boxes for me. Um, That's good. As well as like a lot of the, the character designs are really, really good. Um, and the stuff we've seen so far has been really well written. Um, yeah. From the the, the the established characters, we'll say. I would say, like, Subaru <laughs> yeah, is kind yeah. of an unestablished character at this point. Uh, he's, but, like, stuff like Satella and Felt and Rome and, like, Reinhardt, we've got some really great stuff from them. 
I would say already. even some of them are still pretty undeveloped, honestly. For sure. Yeah, but, they're not, like, settled. Um, but they're but, definitely more uh, better off than uh, our wannabe hero. <laughs> right. And, you know, again, you can play spot the main characters as much as you want because <laughs> the, the designs are just so good on those characters. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, you have any last remarks for the show or anything last things you want to bring up before we uh get into the exiting bit i don't think so like i said thank you for uh throwing this my way uh this was this was really enjoyable all right so i'm assuming you are going to watch the rest of it at some point yeah absolutely and so what i would like to do uh whenever you finish if you're interested i'd like to invite you back on and we can do a season one recap of the show oh that that would be rad so, I mean, I'm all in. there's no push or any timeline or anything. Just whenever you're ready, whenever you get it done, just let me know. We can run through. Yeah, uh, if you're interested in trying to find the new show at some point, I gladly find something else to get you back on. Yeah, that, that'd be excellent. All right. And so before we uh, end the recording, anything you want to plug? Go ahead and uh, show the world who you are and what you do. Yeah, if if you liked this discussion from from us, I do this kind of stuff over on my Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash billythegamegoat. Uh, I mostly play a lot of RPGs and a lot of other stupid challenges and stuff. Um, so yeah, a lot of my JRPG, or a lot of my Japanese media stuff comes from JRPGs, so I like to talk about all that kind of stuff on there. If you like hearing about video games, I have uh, another podcast that I do with my buddy Matt, where we uh, talk about all things video games. It's called Games Parlay. Um, Parlay being spelled P-A-R-L-E-Y. And yeah, we kind of just take random topics. uh, Stuff like, uh, you know, we had a couple episodes. Our last few that have gone out have been like about um, the game subscription packages and stuff about remakes and remasters and all that kind of stuff um, to just talking about specific video games or video game news. So uh, if that kind of stuff interests you, it's where you can find, find me. And I definitely recommend that podcast. It was, it's enjoyable. I'm a listener and a follower. So you have my seal of approval on that one. It's very kind. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much it. Are you still doing your, uh, Engineering or DM engineering? Uh, so, so that one, uh, we are. That one's just a little bit harder for us to get episodes through. But yeah, if you are a Dungeons and Dragons slash tabletop games enjoyer, um, I have another podcast called DM Engineering, and basically it's a kind of a roundtable discussion with uh, dungeon masters that you know aren't Matt Mercer or Brendan Lee Mulligan. Uh, so, uh, as a regular folk, <laughs> yeah, us regular dungeon masters give you. Uh, you know, we kind of talk about uh different aspects of the tabletop gaming space and how you as regular non you know millions of twitch subscriber voice (laughs) actor (laughs) yeah you know how you can improve your at-home games um and just give you some ideas to think about so that's dm engineering we've got a couple episodes up there and new episodes will get added as we kind of get time together to to do it much like finding people to you know a time that works to play your actual dnd games Get it, gathering dungeon oh. masters is like a whole other uh, it is a nightmare <laughs> it is a nightmare i can only imagine how horrible that is i have enough problems we have my games have set times it's like yeah. hey every other sunday at this time be there 
and right. it never fails. Hey, what time are we playing? Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it's always like, you know, one, one Dungeon Master has like a game on a day and then another one has one set on a different day. Uh, half of us are playing in each other's games. <laughs> oh. So it's a whole other mess. So, um, but that one's kind of an as we can make it work uh, sort of thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But there you guys have it. Go check out Billy the Game Goat on Twitch, Games Parlay, and DM Engineering for some more yeah. uh, content. Yeah, and thanks so much for having me on. This was super, super fun. Uh, really cool to talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. For more of my content, go ahead and check out mylinks.ai slash dirtycaz. That's D-E-R-T-Y-Q-A-Z. For any com- uh, comments or questions on the show, go ahead and send me an email from friendtoweeb at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show or be part of the recommendations, just send me an email and I'll uh, consider. So, Anyways, thank you again for listening, and uh, until next time, ooh-woo! <laughs>